0: hey y'all welcome back this is my first podcast i'm recording in my senior year of college apartment so that's exciting um today i wanted to talk a little bit about managing um type 1 diabetes in college as a little tribute to my senior year and i think i talked well i know i talked about um college in a few previous episodes um, quite a bit of time ago, Um, but this one, now that I'm 21 and can talk about all things college, um, I'm excited to really delve into um, just managing type 1 in college and the realities of that. So before we get into it, I'm going to start with my highs and lows. So my high of this week was I actually, last Sunday, today's Wednesday, Last Sunday, I went on a little 5K run that Free People was doing with my sorority, and I was kind of expecting just to walk and like talk with friends, and all my friends really wanted to run, which I was not prepared for in the Texas heat, but I did it. So we ran the three miles in the heat and got smoothie bowls afterwards, and I felt like I was going to die, but it felt really good, and I haven't run in a really long time, and I used to be really, really into it, and I used to have this huge goal of, like, doing a marathon, and um, I kind of just didn't pick that back up this past summer, and then it's been so hot here in Texas that I just haven't even thought about running outside, Um, but as of this week, it's actually really been cooling down, and... I really love the way I feel after I run and my blood sugars um, are really great while I run. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pick it up again. So I actually woke up early this morning because I didn't have class today and I just went on a little three mile run like along the river and it was cool out. It was cloudy and I literally felt like I was on cloud nine. I was listening to Lana Del Rey the whole time and (laughs) it was a good time. So I'm going to keep running and pick up running again. So that was super exciting for me today. That was my high of the week. Um, and then low, while the weather is really great for running right now, I feel like today was the first day in like weeks, probably since like early August that I've like had time to like sit and like do something for myself. I've been so busy with nursing. Um, I just haven't really had time to like chill and like hang out and do things. And I really wanted to go to the pool and tan and, That just hasn't really happened, and I was going to do it today, and it's cloudy, and it kind of feels like it's going to rain, so I think I missed my opportunity to get my tan on at the end of the summer, but that's okay, I'll just run, maybe I'll tan through the cloud coverage, I don't know. I hear that sometimes if it's cloudy, you can tan more, something with like the UV index and the rays, and I don't know. Maybe I'll still get a tan before it gets too rainy, (laughs) but anyways, let's get into it. Managing diabetes in college. So the first thing I have written down is stress, obviously. Um, So stress obviously can take a toll on our blood sugars. Um, For me personally, it will shoot my blood sugars up, and I have talked about this in the past, so... If it's finals week or I have a huge exam coming up or maybe it's just like social stress or I don't know some some sort of other stress um my blood sugars will shoot up and if I give a normal dose of correction um a lot of times it won't come back down or when my number shoots up when I'm stressed it will like spike two arrows up which isn't very typical for me and my body so Obviously, stress, especially as a freshman, I feel like moving to a new place, if you are going to college in a different state um, and being around different people and learning how to manage your new schedule, obviously can put a lot of stress on you. um, So that's something super important to learn how to manage. Um, I definitely recommend finding little outlets to keep your stress to a minimum. Or if you know you're going to have a stressful week, kind of being conscious of that and doing things to help your blood sugar stay in control. Whether that be, you know, go on a run in the morning to help kind of level them out. Or, I don't know, take a walk or I don't know, something. Just be very aware of your stress because it can do more of a toll to your blood sugars than um, people realize. The next point I have down is Alcohol, and I'm allowed to talk about this because I am 21. (laughs) I just have to put that out there. Um, so alcohol is a really interesting one, and it definitely took me a while to kind of find my sweet spot with alcohol and my blood sugars. Um, so the thing with alcohol is it actually long term does cause your blood sugar to go too low. Um, alcohol is metabolized in the liver, and I'm not going to get too sciencey into it, but um. It stops your release of glucose long term. And it's super scary because, let's say you drink too much and someone tries to give you glucagon, your liver is not going to have um, the capacity to release the sugar your body needs. So, glucagon won't work if you get too intoxicated in your blood sugar dip. So, you have to be very, 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 very careful. Um, so, with alcohol, I know lots of people do it differently. Um, I do like to like do like to like. I do like my numbers riding a little bit higher than I normally would. By higher I mean like maybe if I'm going out, I'm going to let my number ride I don't know, maybe like 150. And also I never get an alcoholic beverage without sugar in it, which might seem kind of counterintuitive. Um but let's say I don't know, I'm trying to think of a drink. Let's say someone's getting like Jack and Coke. And as a diabetic, you're like, oh, I'd rather have Diet Coke instead of regular Coke because I won't have to give insulin. I won't have to deal with the spike. You know, typically that would make sense in a normal setting. um, But with alcohol, I would probably stick with the regular Coke and Jack um, just because it kind of balances each other out. You might experience like a little spike, but you will find your number. At least for me, it takes only about an hour um, until I see quite a bit of a blood sugar drop. Um, so that's definitely something to be aware of with, um, alcohol. So be careful, make sure you eat before you drink. Um, it's just especially important for diabetics because, um, yeah, if something happens, that glucagon won't work. So be super, super conscientious, but it's, um, super doable. The next thing I want to talk about is environment, um, affecting your blood sugar. And by environment, I literally mean, um, like the weather and your environment and the climate. Um, I always kind of knew what weather did to my blood sugar growing up. Um, but since moving to Texas, I have never seen such a dramatic effect. Um, so it's, I I was going to say it's been cool. I mean, it kind of has been cool to kind of see, um, how the body reacts to the environment around you. Um, but for me personally, when it gets super hot, my blood sugar gets super high. So it's kind of interesting because, you know, after every summer, when I move back to Texas for school, um, my insulin levels have to go up quite a bit. And by my insulin levels, I mean like my basal rate insulin like let's say I'm taking Lantus to keep things simple um let's say I'm taking I don't know usually like 16 units of Lantus per 24 hours I might be moving up to like 24 units of Lantus per 24 hours just because Texas is like 110 degrees all the time which is interesting so definitely something to watch out for if you are moving to a new environment in college. Um, because heat, cold, dryness, humidity um, affects your blood sugars more than you think. And I've also noticed that in the humidity as well, I experience um, higher blood sugars. I don't know if that's because like humidity usually like comes with heat or if it's actually the humidity. So, I don't know. Correlation doesn't equal causation, but... I don't know, something interesting to think about um, and something important to think about, especially if you're an incoming freshman for sure. The next thing I have is going to the pharmacy, which really took me a long time to kind of get in the habit of and get comfortable with. Um, Sometimes the pharmacists aren't super nice and when you need certain things, they might not be the nicest in trying to help you with that. So it's really important to know you know, what your insurance is, what that covers, and to really stay true to that. Like, if someone's telling you to pay out of pocket and you know your insurance covers it, make sure they know that. And, you know, get your insulin and test strips with the coverage they deserve. Um And also, I think calling ahead and being super proactive about how much supplies you have is super important. I actually have a little whiteboard um, where I write how much supplies I have and if it starts getting low I put a little red dot next to it so I know that week I need to call the pharmacy and order new supplies like I'm looking at my whiteboard right now and I am pretty stocked in all my supplies except in strips I only have one vial of strips left and I like to have extra supplies um, just because I am away from home and it's important to have extras so one vial of Extra strips is definitely not enough for me. So I'm going to need a call and um order some more strips. So definitely just like being proactive about that and being conscious about how much supplies you have. Because I know my freshman and sophomore year, I kind of would just go by like the whim of my seat, and I would be like, Okay, I, I think I have enough pumps. I think I have enough insulin. And then one day I'll open my drawer and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like where are my pumps? Where are my insulin? Or I've told that story of my freshman year so many times when Texas completely shut down because we had a huge ice storm and like the pharmacy wasn't open, the stores weren't open, and I literally almost ran out of supplies, which was super scary. And I had extras at the time too. So definitely something to be conscious about. Um, Be comfortable with your pharmacy. Be comfortable with knowing what is covered and what you need. And um, yeah, make sure you always get those extra supplies and stay up to date on um when your prescriptions need to be refilled. The next thing I have is 504 plan opting in versus out. I actually have an entire podcast episode based on this that I recorded um probably like 6 months ago. I'm not sure how long ago, but I definitely recommend listening to that if you are kind of thinking about a 504 plan and if it is a good idea for you or not. Um and for those of you who don't know a 504 plan is basically a medical document that states, like, I don't know, this is Allie and her blood sugar could go low or high because she's type 1 but diabetic so she is allowed to eat in class and she is allowed to pull out her insulin pump and give insulin in class and sometimes you're allotted you know extra time on exams because maybe you have to like leave the room to treat blood sugar things like that where your type 1 diabetes is not going to get in the way of you and your education it's not going to be held against you which is something i super duper recommend and oh my gosh, I wasn't even going to say this. I'm kind of embarrassed. (laughs) I'm in my first semester of senior year and every single year of college, I have had a 504 plan. I've been really, really good about getting that and doing that. And I haven't had to really use it, um, but it's a good thing to have. And the deadline just kind of like came and went this semester and I didn't opt in for one. So hopefully I don't need it. (laughs) I'm, I'm so mad at myself. I really should have just been more on top of that but yeah definitely get a 504 plan in my opinion it's just a good thing to have to back you up um, if something goes kind of crazy with your type one you definitely don't want that held against you with um school and tests and exams and all that good stuff okay the next thing I have is um readjusting your schedule and blood sugars so with nursing we have our schedules chosen for us um, and every semester of nursing school, I've had a pretty early schedule. Like, um, I have 8 AMs every single day, back to back from 8 a.m. to, like, 12 30 p.m. And then Mondays and Fridays, I have clinical from 6 a.m. to, like, usually around 4 p.m. So, that still, and I've been doing this for, like, a year and a half now. I don't know. That still is... Affecting my blood sugars so much, and it takes a while to kind of readjust your body to your schedule. Um, so, just give yourself grace and be easy on yourself when you do kind of have to readjust your schedule in college um, because your blood sugars aren't going to like it, especially if you're coming off of like a summer routine. Um, Schedules can be really difficult. Like I know my body really likes it when I work out in the mornings. Usually I'll work out on an empty stomach um because I do kind of have that dawn phenomenon morning high. So it kind of just levels out my blood sugars and I don't know, working out in the morning just works well with my body. Um I cannot do that <laughs> with my schedule I have right now. It's just too much especially with those like you know, 4.30 a.m. wake-ups to get to clinical, um, there's no way I'm working out at, like, 3 in the morning. Like, that's just not going to happen. So I've kind of had to get accustomed to that and figure out what works well with my body and timing with workouts that works well with my body and even eating schedule. Like, my Tuesdays and Thursdays, I go back-to-back from 8 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. There's not really time to eat. So I have to be really conscious of like packing, you know, high protein snacks and, um, yeah, just kind of like things like that, little things that most people won't have to think about. You are going to have to think about, um, to stay healthy. So it's super doable. It's tough and it can be kind of defeating sometimes to see your blood sugar graphs kind of looking like a mountain for those first couple of weeks, but I promise it's doable and you can do it. Um, yeah, you're going to have definitely a different schedule in college than you will throughout the rest of your life. And um, yeah, so just kind of learning how to readjust and figure that out. The next thing I have down is to make sure that you get movement in every single day. And I know that can be so hard in college because you're part of clubs, you're part of sports, you're Maybe you're in nursing school and like you have to study for hours and hours at a time, and you have class on top of that and sorority. There's so many things that go into someone's schedule in college, and I get that. And it can be so hard, even for a non type 1 diabetic, to find ways to move in the day. And I think I even have an episode in this podcast on this topic in general, too. So if you guys are more interested, you can go give that a listen. Um, But when I say get movement in, I'm not talking about like running four miles in the morning and then getting this huge lift in and no, like movement can be just doing like 10 minutes of yoga or walking to class instead of driving to class. I feel like daily movement and drinking your water as well, um, is such a blood sugar leveler, especially if you can get on a schedule, um, It's good for your body, it's good for endorphins, it's good for stress, stress affects the blood sugar. It's kind of like a whole domino effect. I really, really, really believe that getting movement in, um, even if it is just like a 5-10 minute walk, is so beneficial to your blood sugars and your mental. So that's my little tangent on movement. I won't get too into it. I know I've talked about it a lot, especially in last year's episodes, Um. But yeah, and then my next bullet point, I said keeping lots of extras, which I kind of already touched on. Um, definitely keep lots of extra supplies. And not only supplies, but also um, low blood sugar snacks. You will need them more than you think, especially walking around big campuses. I don't leave my house without four packets of Welch's fruit snack gummies not one, not two, not three, but four, because sometimes I need two or three to even like stop my blood sugar from dropping. If it's hot out and I'm walking and maybe I have a workout going on, just take more than you need because sometimes you may need it all. (laughs) And yeah, that's just definitely just keep lots of lots of extras. Um, not only supplies, but low blood sugar snacks. Um, okay. And then the last thing I have is, having an endo in the city you're in, um, it's a big thing. I'm trying to think what I did freshman year. I, I think I transferred my care my freshman year just because I wanted it to be easier. Um, I did do lots of research and talk to lots of people about finding an endo in Texas that I liked and that was, um, reputable. And, I have the most amazing endo and endo office that I've had in my whole entire life. Like if I don't end up in Texas when I graduate, I'm going to be really sad because I just love this endo so much. Um, You need to find an endo that works for you, especially in college because there are so many factors going into your type 1 and being thrown at your type 1, um, like all the factors I just talked about. So it's going to be a tough, you know, four years of kind of learning what works for your body and there's going to be a lot of adjustments that need to happen and um having an endo in your city just makes things easy with um transferring prescriptions and you know making quick appointments if you need them and um just having an endo you like as well because i do have to say i have had multiple endos that i just wasn't really in love with um and that you know, takes a big toll on your type one diabetes care and the way you look at your type one and, you know, give yourself grace based off of blood sugars and things going on in your life. Um, and I, I love this endo. She graduated from TCU as well and was a nursing student and, um, we just totally get along and she makes me feel good about myself and I can talk to her confidently and, um, I don't know it just definitely makes a big difference in endo appointments because I know they can be so daunting and I'm just really grateful that I found someone who's so awesome so if you don't like the first endo that you find in your city go to a new one like find someone you like because four years even two years is a long time so yeah but anyways that's all I have for managing diabetes in college um but as always, for more, you can check out my TikTok or Instagram at alwaysAllyPod. And again, I am still kind of working on updating my website and getting things revamped. So um, yeah, just that TikTok and Instagram. And I hope all of you have a good day and good blood sugars. Thanks.